Hello, hello. I have such a treat for you today. This is definitely going to push me out of my comfort zone. This whole series of mastering your identity and we are on day four has been a, it is part of what I'm called to do is to help you understand how you're knitted together so you can live on purpose. But this last day here, to know where your power comes from, to understand your identity in Christ. This was a big calling for me to be able to do this. And I do believe that there's so much inspiration from God in this, that it's not anything that I've done. I feel really energized and very excited to be able to deliver this truth to you today. It is it's so incredible who we are and what we have access to. And unfortunately, most of us just do not live in that power. And we get confused from where our power actually comes from. What I'm gonna be taking you through is going to be so powerful. It's about your identity in Christ. And so I wanna start out by kind of retracing where we've been before I get into that. So basically on day one, I took you through your design and showed you a little bit about who you are and the reason why it's so important for you to know that really basic information about your personality is because what is a better way than for you to not become who you were meant to be if you are confused and trying to be something that you're not and that is the enemy's big scheme is to keep you hidden from yourself to not know the truth of who God made you to be. So it's very important for you to know your design and to understand and to explore and uncover who God created you to be. But then we, on day two, we went into your gifts and talents. And we talked about that your gifts and talents are not for you. They are for the world. And that your gifts were given to you, not so you can take ownership of them, Whatever those gifts may be, whether they are physical gifts or the gifts and talents inside of you that God knitted you together to give to the world. But they were not given for you. They were given to you to be a steward of. And unfortunately, a lot of times we either have confusion and zero idea who we are and what our talents are, or we are not being obedient to being a servant with them. We're either burying them out of fear or we are taking ownership of them and we are using them for our own selfish desires. And so it's very important for you to know and get that straight. And then on day three, it was really good. So if you guys haven't listened to these, I really encourage you to go back because this is really, really, I'm not just saying this because I want it to be anything for me. I, I'm saying this because these are truths that I have been told to give to you. And I know God wants you to have, if you're here and you are supposed to know these things, I wanna make sure that I get this powerful, powerful, powerful truth out there today. So on day three, we talked about how your soil has been tainted and how the enemy has done all of these different things to keep you from becoming who God wants you to be. And that was all, if, if you weren't with me, I talked about how people and peer pressure and your pain and your pride and your programming and your performance and your problems keep you from being the person that God wants you to be, to shine your light in the world. He keeps you just 
really, really stunted in your growth and doesn't let you become who God wants you to be. But what is really, really cool is what we're going to get into today is about how you need to build roots for yourself. So if you're a seed, you need those roots, right, to survive, to thrive. And so the way that we do that, I'm going to show you how you can do that and how to make it really active and true in your life. But when you root down, it's all about stop trying to do it on your own power and tapping in to the power of God. It's just so, so exciting. I'm very excited for you. And so what we're going to be talking about is your identity in Christ. And you need to know that where your power comes from is abiding in him. And we have to abide in him through meditation, prayer, and the word. But I think you're going to really get a lot out of this because I know for me, I have been studying the word of God and I'm definitely full of truth, but I still was not living my life the way that God wants me to. And we are in a new season. There's been a cleansing and a renewing. We are ready to go forward better. And so this is going to lay a really incredible groundwork for you to be able to make sure that your foundation is strong as we move forward. There is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. It talks about if you remain in me and I remain in you, then you can bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And that has always been such a scripture that I go back to and remind myself because I get so busy in my life that I don't abide in God. He's a part of me. His truths are a part of me. I live in obedience in a lot of ways to his, his way of being. But to truly abide in him, I have to say I'm connected to him. I'm talking to him. I'm praying. I'm asking for things, but I'm not really abiding in him and really getting my power from him. My problem is, is that I've been programmed to know that when I have a problem, the first thing I do is go to God. When somebody else has a problem, I, I'm standing in intercession and prayer for them because I know that he's listening and he wants to help us. I know where my help comes from. Very aware of that. But where I really struggled is, is abiding in him on the good days. When things are all going great, how can I abide in him then? And so that is what I'm working on. I think that's probably what you have to work on as well. So we're going to be really tapping into a lot of those easy things and truths and just to empower you with this knowledge of how we should be living our lives and how we should be behaving and we're not. The anchoring scripture that I picked for day four is... Let's see, Jeremiah 17, 8, and that is, They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of the drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So I know that you want that kind of peace. I know that you want that kind of abundance. I know that you want to be able to bear fruit, to give to other people in this world. So these are the things, these truths are the things that we need to make sure that we are aligning ourselves with. And it's not an overnight thing. We can't just receive the truth and then we're going to live in it. It is, this is part of us living out our identity in Christ is us doing these things on a regular basis. So that's what I'm here to remind you of. And, and this is, this is a big calling, but I'm, I'm ready for the challenge and I really hope that you can get something out of it. Let's get into this. I want to just ask you, like I was saying about me, I, I'm programmed to know to go to God when things are tough and when I really have needs. But what about the good days? What about the everyday? Um, am I really 
calling out to him on a regular basis? Am I abiding in him? And, and so I want to ask you a real question that I want you to really ask yourself and be honest. Are you leaving God out of most things of your life? Because to abide in him, to be connected to him, we really are. And my daughter just got back from YWAM in six months of discipleship training. And she is just so full. And she's reminding me of all of these truths that I I know, but I'm not implementing in my life. And, and she's talking about how God should be a part of every single aspect of our lives. Everything. And so I don't know about you, but I know that I've left him out of finances. I've left him out of decisions. I've left him out of my everyday work where I'm trying to draw from my own human self. And I get weary and I get stressed and overwhelmed and I don't have peace and I don't feel free and I'm struggling. So I know that the reason why is because my identity, the way that I was behaving was not rooted in Christ. It was not rooted in God. I was not reaching down, trying to make sure that I was getting my, all of my stuff that I needed, all my power from God. I was bringing it up for myself. And I mean, I'm proud that I have a pretty good ability to do that, but it's not the right way. It's not what God wants for me. And so I'm just like burning myself up in the process. And maybe you are too. As we get into this, what I have on here, if you're following along on the worksheet, I have your identity in Christ and I have some scriptures. Now I'm not going to read those scriptures. I have those there for your reference. So you know that I'm not just making this up, that it's true. But in your in identity in Christ, you are treasured. You are protected. You are free. You are loved. You are forgiven and you are capable. And these are the truths that we need to stand on. So definitely look up those scriptures. Matter of fact, you can use this whole thing to every single day. You could take one of the scriptures. There's 26 different scriptures on here. And so you could take 26 different days and you could just use that one scripture and study it and just abide in God. I gave you like your blueprint right here. When it comes to being treasured, what I want to remind you about being treasured is what you need to know is that you are worthy and you're enough. That is a big part of my calling and my purpose is to remind you of who you are, that you are so worthy and you're, you're absolutely enough. And it's the enemy's job to try to take that from you and to make you think that you're not. So if you're feeling like you're not at any point, it's because you're not abiding in God. We have to remember that the reason why you're so treasured is you are his child. And I forget that, but I started really trying to think about how I feel about my children and how much I treasure them. And if anything were to happen to them, how much it would hurt me and how much I want the best for them. Think about it in that vein and then try to put on that same thinking. And that is who you are to God. You are his treasured child. So I think that we forget that. And the other thing about being treasured is that you were created in his image. He made you like in his image. That's how much he cared for you. That's how much he treasures you. That's how much he values you. Look at all the other things that he created, but he created you in his image. So I want to remind you that, again, the enemy's job is to come. And what he wants to do is he wants to steal God's children away. So have you been stolen away? Have you allowed your life to not be a child of God? Are you not living your life as a child of God? Are you allowing the enemy to steal you away? I know that I have at different times and I don't want that anymore. And I don't want that for my children. I have to set a good example for them. 
we are coming into a new season. And so it's time for us to take on this truth and really live it out. So the next thing is that you're protected. This means that we need to choose faith over fear. We need to choose to, to stand in faith even when all the evidence around us should make us feel fear. That we stand firm in our faith. And that's what that means to know that we're protected, to really stand in that. Being protected means that you need to know that you are safe in his plans. Wherever he has planted you, wherever you are in life right now, whatever is going on around you, you are protected. You are held and he never is going to let go. You are always, always protected and you need to remember that and that you're provided for. I know that there's some of you that Things have really got shook up financially, jobs, there's a lot of insecurities, but you are provided for. You are not responsible for being your provider. Yes, you need to go out and you need to put your hand to, and, and so you sow the seeds and you put your hand to the till and you do the work, but your provider is God. He is the one that grows everything. He is the one that has given you every breath. He is the one that has given you every single ability, every single thing that you have in life comes from him and he is our provider and it is so easy to forget that one i know that i really struggled to remember that god is my provider and not me because man i am so trying to provide for myself and i get really caught up in that so let's remember that that god's our provider and that's how we can stand in the identity so the next thing that we are is that we're free and Freedom is one of my favorite, favorite words. And I remember sitting across from the co a coach for the first time so many years ago. And I said, I just want to be free. And she said, freedom is free. You could be free right now. And I was like, but you don't understand. I need money to be free. And she was like, no, you don't. Freedom is a choice. And of course, we know that we are free in Christ. And so... We really are too blessed to be stressed because we are free. And if we are choosing to be anxious, if we're choosing to have problems and all the things, then we are choosing that because we are not in the Spirit living out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we're too blessed to be stressed and it's our choices that are binding us. There's a scripture in the Bible way in Genesis and it says that ever before you, I set life and death. So choose life so that you can live and your children can live. And I believe it says something to the effect of live in abundance. And so make sure that your choices are choosing life, but the only way that we can choose life is to abide in God. Because in our own human self, we don't have that capacity. We always in our human spirit will choose death because we are so a part of this world. We are growing in this world. I wanna remind you to be obedient and obedient even in self-control, obedient in what you're choosing to do in those choices. And when you have that obedience, that means that you're letting God lead. And again, I think I've struggled with this so much, so I know that you have too, that we take the reins and we want to lead the charge and we want God beside us, but we really kind of want him a couple steps behind because we want his power behind us, but we want to lead. And that is what part of the pride that we have. And so we need to make sure that we are allowing him to lead our lives. And that is the ultimate state of obedience. So that's how you are free is to be obedient. And then you are loved. And so remembering that you are loved, just like you love your children. And if you don't have children, your fur babies, 
that capacity that you have to love, that comes from God. God is love and we wouldn't have love apart from him in any way. All good things come from him. And so think about that love that you have for your child. And that is the way that God loves you. Do you know that? Do you understand that? And he loved you so much. And we just came off of Easter at the time of this recording. He loved you so much that he came to earth to suffer for you and, and have this human experience. And he didn't need to do that, but he chose to do it for you so that you could be with him for eternity. And that is love. That is the ultimate sacrifice, that love. And, and I want to remind you that in this love, that it is not through works, but it is through your faith. And so that's why, again, the only way for us to build up our faith is to hear the word of God. Our faith comes from hearing the word of God. And if we are not abiding in the word of God, if we are not letting it be a part of our lives, like every day, then we lack faith. We will lack faith and we will try to do things by works and works alone. And you can't, faith without works is dead and works without faith is dead. So you need both. You need both. The next thing I want to share with you is about that you're forgiven. There is no shame and no condemnation. And there's a scripture that says that, that Christ came not to condemn you, but to set you free. So stop striving for perfection. The only, I mean, this is like such a lie and it's such a waste of our time and energy for us to try to be perfect. Now, of course, I know some of you are knitted together more strong to do a good job than others. Some of us are like, oh, that's good enough. And others are like, you just do it over and over and over because you're so afraid of doing it wrong. Whereas there can be another perfection from like how I stand in perfection and, and I struggle is that I don't want anyone to condemn me. I don't want anyone to say anything negative about me or give me any you know, backlash from it. So I try so hard to protect myself from criticism. So that's where my perfection comes from. But we need to remember that we are forgiven and we are never called to perfection, that the only perfect person on this earth ever was Jesus. And we don't have to try to be perfect, that we just need to be obedient and we need to abide in the word so that we can tap into the power that God has given us access to. It's the only way. That last one is capable. You are more than an overcomer. You are capable and there is nothing that can come against you that you cannot overcome. He that is in the world is not stronger than he that is in you, that you can overcome all things because you have access to God. You've been equipped that there's nothing that you've been called to do that you are not equipped to do. And we talked about that, like in your design, also that you've been knitted together to do the things that you've been called to do. And so you don't have to try to contrive some way of being in this world to do something good. It's all inside of you already. You just have to tap into it, but you have to root in God so that you can allow what he has called you to be to come forth because you can only do so much on your own power. And you know that's true because it's already evident in your life right now. What if you could truly tap in to where your true source of power comes from? We've talked about limiting beliefs and programming. And so I wanna remind you that whatever you really believe, so you could be nodding your head in agreement, you could know these truths, know of these truths, I know of these truths, but where the rubber really meets the road, as they say, is that, what you really believe 
is evident in how you behave, the actions that you're taking. So what is it that you really believe? So you know that this is true, but is it really true to you? You know that it's true, but is it really true to you? Are your actions in alignment with this? I can tell you mine have not been. Very rarely, I know the truth. I can tell you the truth, but I need to do more. And I kept asking God, like, Lord, why am I failing at this? Why am I failing when I know the truth? Why am I failing to put you first? Where is all my resistance coming from? And I always kept getting, abide in me. You can't do it alone. You can't do it without my truth to cover you. Because there are lies coming out you at you and in your soil and all around you at all the time. There are lies, lies, lies. And the only way for you to be renewed and transform your mind in my truth is to be in my word and abide with me. So that is the secret. That is the secret to stepping into your identity in Christ. But that's not all. I have more for you. I hope that you grasp that. And that probably could have been it. But I never do things as simple as I should. Even though I keep trying to simplify and make them shorter, I just can't. I felt like it wasn't done. I want to give you some tips to help you to step into your abundant and satisfying life. I want you to remember that, and I put it on here, is that the way you see yourself impacts your destiny. So the reason why we're doing this mastering your identity is so that you can really see the true you. You can see the truth of who you are, the truth of what you have access to, the truth of how you're living your life, that you can face it. And on the homework for tonight, after this, it actually asks you questions where you can really make that new plan that new blueprint for how you're going to operate in your life and help you point that out. So I hope that you'll do that step. And so make sure you print this out if you haven't already. Um, it has all of these things on here. So I have a lot of scriptures. Again, I'm not going to read the scriptures outright, but I'm just going to talk to you about what they mean. So put God first, putting God first. And the way that you put God first is you have to put it on your calendar. You have to schedule time with God. And this is where I have failed miserably. It was like, well, I don't want to get up early. I don't think well early in the morning. And then once my day gets started, it's go, 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 go. And then I'm tired. So I am having to be like, when is your quiet time going to be? And for me, I decided I'm either going to do it during the quiet time that I have after kind of the lunchtime, or I'm going to do it at night before I go to bed and just hold myself capable, even if I'm tired, to get that scripture in, to really just try to meditate and allow the spirit to, to tell me about it. And so then love your neighbor as yourself. And you know, unless you put God first and you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, you cannot love yourself or your neighbor properly. So if that's out of whack, you're already struggling, first of all. So make sure you do that first. But I want to remind you that it's about that you're here to serve. You are not here to serve yourself or even just God. You're here to serve others in the name of Jesus. So that's what you have to remember. Then I want to tell you about persevere. Persevere in trials because adversity and your failures are what build your character and teach you. So don't be afraid of adversity. When you face adversity, count it as a blessing because that means that you are having an opportunity to grow and get to the next level. Face it, go through it, embrace it, and learn. The next thing is remove, renew your mind with truth. Renew your mind with truth. Remember, the only way to do that is with the word of God is the only truth. And having scriptures to speak over lies in your life 
His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so also his plans and what he wants for us and what he's working out in our life, he has a different view than we do, which I think I talk about this later actually, but his thoughts are higher than yours. So think about it. Like if you let your child make all the decisions without your input and your advice, that would not work out, right? So just like that, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he knows things and has wisdom about things that we have no capacity of knowing. Just like if you let your child, your three-year-old, run the world. Okay? So put it in that perspective. Be anxious for nothing. And that is that, remember that all things are allowed by God and there's nothing that can overcome you. And so in all things, just continue to give praise and thanks to God and remember whose you are. Remember that you're a child of God. He's never going to leave you. He has you held. Remember he has you held. And so you don't have to be anxious. He has everything figured out. I mean, God talks about in the word about how he provides for the birds and he clothes the flowers and that you're more important than that. And he provides. It's evident that he provides everything that this earth needs to survive. And he's providing for you too. You don't need to be anxious. Remind yourself of that. Whenever you get anxious, find a scripture and it's something in your homework. Find a scripture and speak it over yourself. Be a good steward. Stop taking ownership of your gifts. Stop burying your gifts out of fear. Be a good steward of what you've been given. Your money is not yours. Everything that's been given to you is supposed to flow through you. I did a podcast about being wealthy and two things about being wealthy is first of all, a wealthy person lets things flow through them. They are a conduit, whereas a rich person hoards things up. And the other thing about being wealthy is that you have to be patient. And so patience, it only comes from God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. The only way that you're going to truly have wealth is to abide. Then you need to trust, leaning not on your own understanding. So again, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His view is better than your view. He sees the beginning, the end, all the things that are going on that you can't see. And we need to keep that perspective when we're talking about trusting. And I have to tell you, I was not trusting God. And it was because I had called on him in times of trouble and need. And like, for instance, like when my mom was dying of cancer and I begged him to heal her and he didn't. And I broke, it broke trust in me. And so there's things in life that can break trust, but it's our responsibility to get back there and to remember and remind ourselves that we can trust God and that he has us held and every single, that his view is better than our view and he knows what's going on. And that's the only way that we can overcome the lies is to trust in God. And so the next thing is delighting yourself in the Lord. We already talked about that, but it, I want you to know that just like I had always made it where it was like something that I had to do, it's a have to, but really don't look at it as a chore. Look at it as that you get to a place where you do it enough where you enjoy it. Just like exercise. In the beginning, exercise becomes a chore, but after you do it long enough, you actually look forward to it. Same thing is going to happen with you reading and you can learn to delight yourself the more time that you spend. Just like as you get to know somebody, the more time you spend with somebody, the more you can enjoy them. It's the same thing. And so you have to abide and be humble. Be humble and don't be prideful trying to take ownership of things and don't do things for your own ego, trying to have people look at me and how amazing I am and trying to fill yourself with the praise of the world and accolades and works instead of keeping a humble spirit, knowing that 
all you are is being obedient and you're a steward and you're abiding in God and everything you have and do flows out of you into the world. And that that light inside of you, my company name is Inspiring Your Shine, and I talk about your light in the world, where that light comes from God. It's not yours. It's God's. Let it shine in the name of Jesus. And then be servant. Be servant to all. There's a scripture that says, the greatest among you will be servant to all. And just have that servant heart. But you can't have a servant heart if you're not humble. And you can't be humble if you aren't knowing where your power comes from. So it all builds on itself. And to be patient. Like I said, that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. You can't be patient apart from the Spirit abiding in you and giving you that ability. And run with endurance the race that's set before you. Don't look to the left or the right. Don't be distracted by the things of the world. Don't let the enemy defeat you and steal you away. Keep focused on the race for your heavenly prize. This is not the end. This is only a segment of time that you are here and you have an opportunity to be an obedience, to be servant and to do the works of God. You get to be a part of that. He's letting you be a part of something amazing, something everlasting. And you don't get to do it over. Today is all you have. So make the most of it. Do whatever you have to do to run your race to get to your heavenly prize. Don't look to the left or the right and be distracted by the world. And the only way you can do that is, guess what? Abiding in the word of God so you can overcome the lies with truth. And lastly, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. I already talked to you about being anxious. Don't worry about your life because God already has your plans, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He already has you held. You don't have to worry about it. It's already, your plan is already in motion. You just have to be a participant in it. And so I just wanna leave you with this, a couple more scriptures about be rooted and established in love. And that is just about letting his love flow through you and be rooted and built up in him. And that is having that solid foundation that solid foundation that carries you through the storms and keeps you grounded and okay when everything else is falling apart around you. Because what you are doing in the life that you're living, if you stand on that solid foundation, then you, what you're doing is building things up for your eternity. It's not just about today. This too shall pass. You need to remember that you do, I love this one and I needed to hear this. You do not support the root the root supports you. So it's not about you and you doing it on your own strength. It's not about you summoning up the determination to do it. It's about you humbling yourself and being obedient and tapping in to the root because that's what supports you. And you have planted them and they have taken root and they will grow and bear fruit. Just remember that that is a promise that you will bear fruit if you do all the things that we're talking about. And since they have no root, they will quickly fall away. So don't be that one. Don't be the one that has no root and when the storms come, you're blown away and you're lost and the enemy steals you away and you don't know that you're a child of God. You're not standing as a treasured, protected, free, loved, forgiven and capable person. You're lost and you're lonely and you're afraid and you're in darkness 
don't let him fool you. That is not the life that God wants for you. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Remember that when you tap in and you root into God's truth, you abide in him, you're a part of him. Back to that, remain in me and I will remain in you and you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's stop trying to do it on our own strength, getting nothing done, being busy, 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 doing nothing. Let's get it right. Let's schedule that quiet time, that abiding in God. He doesn't ask much of us and we don't even need much. Just a little bit goes a long way. A little bit of salt will help all the rest of our lives. And so we need to remember that. And so that is all that I have for you today. It is my hope and prayer that you can receive this, that you can just take this in, that you will use this as a blueprint, that you will do the homework and answer those important questions for yourself, that you will use this as a blueprint and you have 26 days of quiet time materials right here. You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you for listening to me. I'm honored and humbled to be here to serve you. And I just want the best for you. And I'm so excited for what God's going to do in your life. Thank you so much. And um, this is the end of this challenge. So if you missed all of it, it's all going to be there in the units or wherever you're listening to. It's all right there for you. So I hope that you'll go through it all. There's so much goodness in it. It's all from God. So shine bright and make a difference. <laughs>